You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Welcome to Cork in the Nord, episode 31. God, wow. We're uh, nearly over half a year already doing this, which has been fantastic. And thanks so much to everyone for watching. I wouldn't be continue doing it if it wasn't worthwhile. It's growing all the time. We have some news as well um, that in September we are going to be continuing with our weekly Thursday episodes every Thursday at six o'clock with guests. We'll see a lot of Aaron Butler and me and people from all around Belfast and comedy. We'll also be having extra episodes available on members only. Uh, so basically it'll work out like a pound extra an episode. We've got some great guests booked in. We've got Chris Henry, the former Irish Rugby International. We've got a panel of foodies coming on. We've got loads of people and ideas uh, coming ahead. we also got sketches that you'll be able to access on the members only page. All details of that will be launched by the end of this month. Obviously, we'll continue to give out uh, the free episode, but you can obviously be able, you'll be able to buy uh, some merchandise as well. Cork in the North podcast mugs. We'll be having Cork in the North sort of beer mats, key rings, whatever. If you like the, the, the stuff that we do here on the podcast and things are going to be changing. So... Thank you very much, everybody. I've been over in the UK performing. I'm still on tour in November. Tickets are still available. Belfast is nearly sold out. So please do go on to my website, andrewryancomedy.com. If you are listening in London, East London, West London, I'm in Basingstoke, Manchester, all these places in November. Dublin, Cork, Galway, Dundalk, Newry. So loads of dates uh, all available and tickets are on sale on my website. But this week I caught up with Paddy McDonald, who is, who's got the failure. The, the Fela, yeah, the Fela this week. Uh, I've never been to the Fela before. He's got two big shows on uh, Thursday and Friday night here in Belfast. So I caught up, chat to him a little bit. I've not seen him for a while because he's been on a summer holidays down south. He, he went to Wexford and we'll see did he like it there or not. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here's me just having catch up with Paddy. Fela this week, Paddy, what is it? Talk to me. What is the Fela? So I've never experienced the Fela in the north, so it's... Is it a week, a weekend? What is it? It's so normally about a week, week and a half long of events in West Belfast. So right. the it's called Fail on Football, which is festival of the people or community yeah. or whatever way you want to put it. And it was basically set up to stop bonfires within the Catholic communities here okay. in West Belfast. So instead of having a bonfire, they decided let's change that and have like a music night. So a night of music and dance and celebration and culture. And then they started like having, you know, like wee parties during the day for the kids and amusements. And then there was like gator racing. And then it's got to the stage now. It's the largest community festival in Europe. Wow. So you think like, oh, we don't want to have bonfires because they're a... Bad for the environment. Bad for the environment. People get hurt doing them. People get hurt. And people steal the wood and and it damages the ground and it's burnt on and stuff like that. So I think the idea was good behind it, you know, that... To get young people involved in music, arts, and culture instead of going out fires. like trying to burn yeah. stuff, yeah. Watch, yeah, basically watch arts and get get inspiration from the arts. But and it's all also kind of stuff. A, a thing to highlight people from the area. You know, yeah. I mean, massively. Like I've got loads of exposure from them. The first time I done it was I was only doing comedy nine months. Yeah, and I basically just walked into the field office and was like, "Listen, I'm doing comedy now. Is there anything I can do during the field?" I was thinking of putting my own night on. 
And they were like, well, we'll have a comedy night, but with no comedian. And I was like, well, I just done a gig with, you know, Des Bishop. I could ask him. Yeah. And I, and I phoned Des and he was like, yeah, I'll do it. I've done it before. And I'll bring Aiden with me. And I was like, right, that on. So Yeah, it's grown from there then for you. So that, that, that grew for there. And what basically happened was we've done that the first year I was doing it in eight months. Then the next year I got Eric Lawler and Danny Dowden and me and Madonna Till, like 1,200 people in the Falls Park. Jesus. And then the next year I says, why? I they the, the say that they were getting bigger musical acts. So they needed a tent from Glastonbury. So they says, we may as well use the tent. So was there anybody big enough that you think? So then we got Paddy Keatley. Then we got Jason Manford. Yeah. Then we got Frankie Boyle. So it just grew and grew. The Frankie Boyle one had a bit of bad press and it got, you know, they were trying to ban it and it, then it, we had like a media blackout on it where we weren't allowed to promote the gig. But I mean, once it got banned, everybody bought tickets to it. So it was sold out. There was like 9,000 people. Like people were crawling underneath fences to get into it. And it was mental. Like, And I think after that, I then had a break for about three years probably from the field. I didn't do it. And I think it was just because of the association with that gig, it was to take a wee break from it, you know. And then I went back in and done it with Jake O'Kane. And then ended up headlining Brilliant. doing my own Amazing. show. And which was last year. And it was the first comedian ever to do two nights. Wow. And this week, what's happening? Two nights. Thursday night and Friday night in the Davenish. So the, what is the Davenish? Is this a tent or is this a venue? No, this is a venue. This is a venue. Is a, a, this is so a how venue. many people are going to be there? About 800, 850. On Thursday and Friday. Yeah, Jesus. sold out both nights. Both so. nights. That's phenomenal, Paddy. No, it's great. And it's you got to really walk great. out to basically like, and you're from the well, West. Well, la last year I walked out to the same as McCollin. He walked out to Grace. Oh, right. Do you know what I mean? So I walked out till Grace because it was so controversial. And then I says, if it's good enough for McCollin, it's good enough for Brilliant. Me. Is he going to be at the gig, do you think? Um, I think his brother's going there. Right. But I think there's a possibility he may be there because this year I have Tommy McCarthy. Oh, right. The boxer. So what basically happened was Tommy done a gig with me in, in Tyrone and then I says, if you're good enough, I'll give you five minutes. Yes, I've field. seen this. He's a... He's a professional boxer. Professional boxer doing stand-up. Yes. Yeah, now is he... And if he gets right, I'm going to get... Is he a lightweight or a middleweight? No, what is he? What's his weight on the boxing? I think I've seen him on yeah. pods, yeah. podcasts. Yeah. I don't is know he, his I don't exact know what his exact weight, weight. Yeah. yeah. It's a strange thing when you hear about a guy doing boxing. He's first of all, you want to know his weight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he does. Well. He, he's never, not fat, that. <laughs> you know, he's got to be fit. Like it's just got to be how big he is. So he's opening for you. No, yeah. Well, he's he's doing fine. Man. He's not opening. Kieran Bartlett's on. Yeah. This year, I've took the approach of having. Last year, I had Willie on. Yeah. And I had done. And I so saw I had, what you brought him on to as well. Yeah. So, but he done it to me before. Yeah, yeah. It's so a bit it of fun, isn't it? Was, it? He, he, yeah, it's a bit of crack. But they would have loved them in West Belfast doing that William Thompson. It was great. They loved them. And that's the point that we were trying to get at. Even when we do our podcast, it's a, it's about... Look, it's, it doesn't, doesn't matter care. where no you're from. Cares. It, yeah, it's yeah. fucking all about oh, it's fun great, and man. crack. So this year it is proper West Belfast. But I mean, I couldn't go any... I've been very diverse with who I've brought in from yeah. West Belfast. So I have a guy who is mixed race, West Belfast, professional boxer. I have Kieran Bartlett. So... That's on one night. And then on the Friday night, I have Bruna Diamond, who's obviously a woman, and Karen Bartlett, but they're all from West Belfast. So oh, excellent. I think man. it's a great thing that we'll have that West Belfast theme this year. Yeah. Tell it and a celebration of it. And would there be many people across the community that will come into this, yeah, to this? Genuinely, like, there always was. Even I noticed with, like, Jason Manford and Frankie Boyle, the messages and people who were asking me to get them tickets and where they were from. So they do travel in, they probably, you know, because people have this thing that they think feel is just for West Belfast. It's not. 
it's they're putting on a fence. You're more than welcome to come in and experience them. You know, yeah. the, my comedy's not for one side or the other. You know, it's, it's genuinely a, a, my comedy's just. If anything, I have more mixture up here than I do down south. You know, there's a lot of exposure I need to get down there. Yeah. And I feel, and I don't know if I'm wrong or right, but I do feel that some people down there don't see me as Irish. Yeah, we spoke about this before, but I would see you as Irish, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I could be wrong. And if I didn't, I wouldn't fucking say it's your face. I could be wrong, but I, I started, I like, I have a gig here in Dublin on the 25th of August, and it's only the small room in Whelan's. Uh, third of the tickets away already which is great Brilliant, you know man. that's an audience but I mean that's a capital city and stuff yeah. like that so it shows me what I have to do I mean I can put a show on up here the two waterfronts of one sold out the next one has like 200 tickets left to be sold out yeah. and that's in December November so up here with my tickets and the way things is going yeah. it, it flies down down in the south down below I need to make a lot of effort need to make a bit of, yeah but I suppose like you know, it's tricky. Like, I'm on tour in November. I don't think I've mentioned it, but I have loads of times. And, like, Belfast, my Belfast gig now is half full. My Dublin gig is nearly sold. Mm-hmm. Like, 100 seats. Um, I'm doing a 600-seater in Cork and every man. That's selling pretty well, and that's been mm-hmm. filmed. But I noticed, like... Um, I noticed... Uh, up here, I probably need to, to do a little bit more of a push as well. Do you know what I mean? Like doing all the local gigs think, and stuff like that, like. But, and that's where and I you have to put there. the effort yes. a little bit down because yes. it's not, it's not that it's not. Do you know what I find? Do you know what I find really strange is, is that like if I look at my, when I look at people who listen and watch this podcast, and I look at the analytics. It says UK, and I think, oh, who's listening to me in the UK? But it's actually Belfast is coming up as UK, and I think if you're in Dublin and you're going through Irish podcasts, does the Mudblood podcast or Cork in the North fall under the jurisdiction of an Irish podcast or are you falling under the jurisdiction of a UK do, podcast it obviously doesn't you know what I mean you know? it obviously doesn't so I don't know I don't know I just don't know I just know that I have a lot of work to do down there and it's like I'm going to Australia to do gigs next year so you go to Australia Australia and America and I feel like there's more people want to see me out there than, the, than there is in the south of Ireland you know what I mean and that is strange yeah but it, it just seems to be the way it is. But I think, like, if you're, you no, know, say, for example, you're a Northern Irish person in Australia uh-huh. and you're working out there as a carpenter, whatever, electrician or nurse or whatever, you kind of want a little bit of taste of home. Of course. So they will be looking for Northern Irish stuff. Yeah. But this is where I think is, is, like, for Dublin and Cork, like, it's very hard to find out how, how to, unless you pay and advertise your podcast in the southern region in some sort of fucked up algorithm that will get you onto like the Irish Spotify page I think you're probably coming into the UK page would you mm-hmm. say it? would you say it? so yeah, no, so I think I think it I think I'd say it's like I've sold tickets in Manchester and I'm like great and then it's like but I can't but I'm not shifting enough tickets in Clonakilty and Cork where you're from yeah where I'm from do you know yeah. what I mean so we all have this kind of fucking yeah. problem yeah. like you know but I was talking to somebody down in uh, Cork recently not down, he's from Cork but I was talking to him over in London and uh, I was telling him that I was living in Belfast and he was like fucking hell man, what, you know every single person that I meet outside of Belfast that I meet for the first time whether I meet them on a golf course at a gig and, and I say I'm living in Belfast a lot of them are saying what are you doing there Yeah. and then uh, when I'm here and I speak to people in Belfast and they say, yeah, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from Cork. They're like, what are you doing here? No one understands. No, it's why like no one here? wants to fuck either want to be here or what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. And I was telling him I was living there and I was explaining why I was living there and I went through the whole big roll and all that kind of stuff. Like, And he turned around to me and he went, you know what? He said, me and my wife were looking at leaving. Exact same situation as me. 
we want to go back to Ireland, but we but we've been in the UK system for so long. Yeah. He said the only stick. place that we can buy it's is bad. in the north. Yeah. Because and I, I have a sneaky feeling that over the next couple of years you're going to see a lot of more Southern Irish up here. Yeah. Now they, I don't think they can come from the south no. because of the differences. In but the, if they've been working in the UK. But if they've been working in the UK and say they've been living in Leeds or London and they go, you know what, my family are from County Loud or County Mead. I can't afford to buy a house in Ireland anymore because of a massive housing crisis. Where can I go? I'm in the UK system. I can go to Newry. Mm-hmm. I can go to Banbridge. Yeah. And I can be just an extra 30 minute drive. Yeah. I still have the free healthcare. And I genuinely believe there's a lot more Irish people coming happen. back now because of uh, the cost of living issues, because of the, after COVID. the pandemic. Yeah. Um, also, you know, people are getting sick of living over in London with these extreme right wing governments. And I think coming back over here, you know, we have our own problems. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that, 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 that doesn't go away. But I've noticed that there's, people are starting to look at the North as a yeah. place for people who are from the South. Well, I do know a load of people who were living in Dublin and they sold up and moved to Donegal because everything was online. You know, they weren't... And if you've got to go into the office one day every two weeks, I mean, that's a nothing. It's an often trip, yeah. you know, and, you know, it's no big deal. I'll go down to Dublin for a night and back up again. Yeah. Would you, would there be any circumstances for you, Paddy, to leave Belfast? I think eventually I will probably go when I don't need to be here as much. I think I would have already went. I have been away. Like, I, I spent a bit of time in America and stuff like that. So being away from it, I've been away but would from you it. take your kids and all that shift to America? Would you go? I Is that something that would appeal to you? I think I would. I think I would. And, and I would probably really? consider Australia going by the stories and things that have been told. Like, recently talking to Jim Owen and stuff, and he was saying that I would go down really well over there. You know, the fact that I'm a car... You, you should go on that I, TV show. You know, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? Uh, place in the sun yeah. you, you and the wife over and you're flipping the fucking card but the you know problem I mean? my, my wife doesn't want to leave and she has them in the Irish school here in Belfast and settled and they're in ghillie clubs and, and all that is available in even Austria. in Australia you yeah. know so it's not but it's one of them ones where you know her mum's here my mum's here and she's going but I think I genuinely would have thought that would have given them a better life or there's not the same problems here and I think Belfast is still relatively safe. Now, don't get me wrong, I think there's a bit of a drug thing happening at the moment. Belfast where it's catching up with other places. But I do think it's still a bit safer than some places you could go. Yeah. You know. Like, Belfast? Yeah. 100%. You know, and people don't, would, would laugh at you saying that. But I'm telling you, I, I like, when you say the word Belfast to somebody, they think straight away of the history. They don't mm-hmm. think of, like, actually, it's incredibly but The thing peaceful. that they don't know is, you see, the paramilitaries used to police it. Yeah. So there was all that. Now that they're not there policing it, it there is a lot more crime. You know, right, domestic okay. crime, in a sense. Yeah. But prior to that, Belfast was, like, for domestic crime, Belfast <laughs> was one of the safest places you could be. So, if anything, the paramilitaries, by not policing it, have, have increased crime. Yeah, you're not getting raped and you're not getting your house broken into, but you make it blow up, you're shot, you know, <laughs> exactly. for your religion. But... Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I was, well, at least it's not domestic. I know. Do you know what? I was watching the uh, I was watching the news the other day, right? Because we all know that uh, this is this is bugging me now because I had to pay my tax at the end of July, mm-hmm. pay a statement on account, right? And I say to myself, Jesus Christ, you know the winter's coming again, and all I'm hearing is fucking fuel, gas, electric, and all that. So what I decided to do was I put a bit of extra money away every month from into a special account, and then when November comes, November, December, January, February, March. I'm gonna have an extra few hundred quid for the for the gas mm-hmm. because obviously things are gonna be really higher. And then I went on to online and I was like, oh, the government have announced, the UK government have announced that everyone's getting like 400 quid 
towards their gas bill this winter. Mm-hmm. And I thought, fucking great, 400 quid. You didn't apply, did you? But you can't, there's nothing, but Northern Ireland are separate. They don't get it. There's no fucking storming. They have to approve it, so they don't approve it, they don't get it. And I'm just like going, what the fuck? And then, but but yet, yeah, fucking, you go, Jeffrey Donaldson is saying, we want to be exactly aligned like fucking England. Yeah, you don't want the fucking discount, the, the, the discount that people are getting in England to be applied to people in Northern Ireland. Like, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, are you telling me you're not going to go back into Stormont to give us fucking cheaper heating this winter? <laughs> All because you want to be the same as England. Yeah, English people are getting discounts and you don't want to say, I just, I'm just fucking fabricasted. Yeah. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. And you know what the thing is? I was driving down Shankill Road, usual, going down with my Celtic top Irish flag, just looking for, just looking for interaction. Playing the wolf tons. <laughs> Playing the wolf tons. I wasn't. <laughs> window down. <laughs> window, window down, smoking Jerry a joint. Jerry Adams mascot. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Sands memorial on the front of the car, <laughs> fucking selling Jerry Adams' cookbook out the window for a pound. There was a sign down the Shankill, I don't know if you've seen this, man, and it says uh, there's a, how much free space there is in the Shankill to build houses about how many acres are available. And it said, we can build 3,300 homes here in the Shankill. I think it's 3,300 homes in the Shankill. Get on. And I'm like going, but sure, it's your own fucking people that won't go into government to build housing. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Well, the like, it's majority, fucking The stupid. vast majority of them would be like, listen, there's a sea border. And we're not, we, we, we want the protocol taken away. And if that means not being able to heat our houses and have NHS witness coming down, well, it's so be it. You know, like there was a guy on talking yesterday and he says, my wife needs two knees. She needs two knees. But I don't give a fuck because the protocol needs gone, you know. And I was sitting listening to that going, like, it actually does affect him. His wife needs two knees. But he's like, <laughs> oh, she need two fucking knees. What's he done to the knees? <laughs> you'll, sit, you'll sit and suffer. You'll sit and suffer. Does she know she needs two knees because he's just... <laughs> you need he two knees. He says, I didn't know that's what she meant when she wanted to be a wee bit rough. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's kids here can't talk, <laughs> um, but uh, no, that's that's the type of attitude you'll have here. Like you know, it's very, and I, I'm going to say this. It kind of reminds you of some people in America. Oh, right, Trump-esque. Right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I saw a documentary on Vice News, and they went to America, and this guy said that when Obama's healthcare program, the Affordable Care Act, came out, he actually got like extra cover for the same premium that he was paying, and it was like you know it was quite good. But he didn't like Obama, so he's quite happy to lose the cover. Yeah, because of that. Just because of that. Yeah. And I was just like, I just don't. That's how that's how divided you people are You would say that they have principles, but they don't have principles. Yeah. It's called being staunch. It's called like yeah, you know, it's my way or the highway, basically. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Like I was, I was, I had my twelfth of July here. Heard nothing, saw nothing. Perfectly fine. Really enjoyed it actually. And good luck to people. I hope you had a good one. But. Uh, I was quite impressed by how the Irish community responded to, to it. Silence. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like, no, when I say quite impressed, like, I'm sure I saw the guy with the fucking bin. That was fucking, I thought it was funny. I don't know, if it was it seen as funny or sad or what? I, but from an outsider's point story. of view, you throw it, you threw the bin. I was just like, what? And you see all these guys in orange sashes just going for the door. Like, the thing about that is, what type of person does that? What type of person would actually... Like, if you seen that, what would you actually say? Because I know what I said. What? Something wrong with that fella. I think so, yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. There's, no, there's no right-thinking person goes, do you know what, I'm going to walk out in the middle of these ones here 
and thought, fucking bin at them. And the only thing that's going to stop them is that we yell, lock it's on the front yeah. door. And this is my house that the world is going to see. And I'm and putting my house up No, no, it's my risk. house because there's a tricolour at the window. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it screamed to me, right, that guy's not right in head. If somebody threw a bin at me, I would chase after them too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm not saying what they done was wrong. All I'm saying is... But from need... an outsider's point of view... The video was fucking very funny. Yeah. Like, it was funny. Yeah. You're like, what's he doing? You know, you see all but these videos. But I mean, videos. if that's the only thing that people can come and say that somebody's up against, like, if that's the type of person that's up against their culture, if that's what they're saying, like, that's why we have to, because there's people come out and throw bins at us. That's a, like, one-off event. Yeah. From but somebody I, but who, obviously, who has mental health problems. Yeah. But I, what, what, what yeah. Like, obviously, that incident happened, but I think on the whole... <laughs> this fella listens to your podcast, if you sit and go on right now, what do you mean there's something wrong with me? <laughs> How walking, are you? I'll be walking down I, I'm guessing you're on... i Court Avenue and somebody's just fucking been at me. What did you say about me? How are you getting on in your new uh, new apartment that you're living in because you've had to leave? I would say... <laughs> he is gone. I would say he has a lovely wee... New studio new somewhere. Shattered. Yeah, yeah, you'll look after him. You know, that's oh, what happens. Good luck to him, man. But I think on the whole, from what I've learned, now I could be wrong, I don't have a Twitter account or anything like that, so I, I don't, I don't, you know, the online shit and the reality is very different. But I think on a whole, it was completely peaceful. I think the Irish community just be like, okay, just keep your mouth shut, get it, get it over with, kind of thing. Yeah. Would that be right? Yeah, most places are like that. I think where there was contention was the likes of Ardoin shops where, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you could say both sides was always attacking each other and just sectarian hatred on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I live in West Belfast, but on a daily basis, I don't have to generally go in and out of Protestant areas. Yeah. If I don't want to, I yeah. can avoid it. I can go into the city centre without going through a Protestant area. But I think when you have the places like Ardoin who are completely surrounded by Protestant areas, so they have to go through Protestant areas or Protestant areas have to pass them. There's going to be contention. There's going to be a daily basis where there's going to be something can happen. They yeah. probably have... Out of 365 days in a year, they probably have 12 incidents that maybe happen. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's the exact number, but I'm just saying. It only takes one of them to kick off, yeah. like a, a big process. And everyone thinks then it's a crisis, but it's just an incident. Yeah. Let it pass. So there was a whole yeah. thing that stopped the kids going to primary school and all up there. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you sort of go to yourself, why do people hurt on don't want people marching past thing and all that there. there's a bit of hurt there you know what I mean yeah. so in the, a lot of shootings between the two sides so that's where you get the contention that's where you get the issues do you know what I mean yeah. so I think that that's the only places because most people like just go well it's a 12 I'm away I went to Wexford yeah oh I saw it on your Instagram I was in Gordy and I was in Kirk how was it and it was beautiful so you stayed what hotel did you stay in I stayed in the Seafield Hotel I saw it on your Instagram right you were doing Q&A's weren't you yeah and, it's just, and you were in a hotel you could hear the kids in the background and stuff well like my that. kids were with me <laughs> Well, they, they were marching, they were... <laughs> they were yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they have to say that they're joining the Orange Order. Who am I, you, know? <laughs> Who am I? you let them off, the stair culture. I, I remember the day my son came in and told me, he was like, Daddy, have something to tell you. And I was like, well, is it? he says, I'm an orange man. I was like, look, listen, I still love you. I'm not into it myself, but, you know... No worries. Let me know when you pass and I'll throw the bin at you. If you want to bring your mates in with you, whatever, I'll meet them. So how did you, you find down Cork, uh, down Cork, uh, down uh, Wexford? It was beautiful. Yeah. How long did you go down for a week? You down for a week? No, it was only there for three, four days. Something yeah, like you and the wife and the kids. Just me and the wife. Just you and Genuinely the wife. Genuinely, just you and the wife. Yeah, I yeah. thought the kids. But no, were you away again? The were you away with the? He's locked them in. Just locked them in the house. Yeah. Um, no, with them I went to the corn locks. Oh, that's because I saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. But genuinely, 
I've been to Wexford before, but I mean, that was the first time I really went and enjoyed it. I've never, I mean? ever, I've been to Wexford once, drove in, did a gig, drove out, never seen it. Where did you go to? Gory? Gory. Yeah. Never I tried to get a gig when I was down there, but there was none. It's fuck all happening around there, man. I hear. It's fuck all happening down the east side. Of, down the east, we spoke about this before in the part. Down the east side of Ireland, up your fucking game. There's it's not just, it's, it's there's gorgeous. No, That's what I put it. But it seems to be like the, like you go to West Cork, Kerry, and up down maybe, there. All this, maybe, but down maybe, the east side, maybe, like some, give me some festivals, throw, man. Give maybe, me some festivals. Maybe we should throw a gig on Gory. Me oh, and you do it together. Do it, do it together and Gory. There's a lovely wee theatre. I haven't done yeah. that. Me and you. Dallamere and all done it. So like, yeah. oh, there's there's touring shows. But in terms of like going down there and doing a Friday and a Saturday in a club, it's nothing. Fucking nothing. There always was one, but I remember doing one. I remember doing one a long, long time yeah. ago. I, I can't remember who run it. Somebody run the gig in Gory and I done it before. Yeah. I remember doing it. Well, Galway Comedy Festival's coming up in October. Are you right. coming over? Hopefully. Yeah. You've done it. Have you done it before? No. Oh, Jesus. I'm in Galway on the 11th of August, though. Are you doing the Roisin Dove? Yes. Are oh, you be grand? Oh, I've, been, I've done it before. Oh, it's brilliant, mate. I did it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Galway's a Galway. Galway to me is like the Brighton of Ireland. Yeah. It's the, everyone's just very chilled. And I always say that oh, like, cool. the people of Ireland. You can tell by the rivers that run through them. So, like, you go into Belfast and you have the lagging. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, what's happening? <sighs> you go to Dublin, you have the Liffey. And people's like, oh, you and Rui. You go to Galway and their river's, like, really rapid. And the people are like, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, the, you're like the river. And in Cork, I mean? then you've got the River Lee. Lee. So it's chilled, all, it's chilled over. Yeah, because the Titanic stopped in Cork before it. Uh, Did it? Yeah, well, it was made in Belfast. It left Southampton. Stopped in Cove and then was hit by the iceberg. <laughs> so Cove, but it didn't dock think in the, the iceberg port. was following it from Cove? No, no, I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think what Imagine happened. Imagine if the iceberg had a cork accent. Well, uh, go right there, go round, go round. Oh, no, 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 go round, go round. Fucking hell. But here, Cork has some lovely spots. Oh, I've been man. in Conceal and stuff like I'm that. I'm going on Sunday. Are you? I'm down in Cork for the first time in five months on Sunday and I'm so fucking excited. I'm going to arrive and do fuck all really I'm going to play golf I'm going to go uh, see some nieces and nephews see a couple of mates a few pints you know Sunday I'm going to stay down Sunday well, to, would you go into the city? oh I'll go in for the pints for the city yeah oh Oliver yeah Oliver Plunkett Oliver Plunkett Street no but the bar Oliver Plunkett there's, there's an Oliver Plunkett yeah there's an Oliver Plunkett I won't go there no no no, no I'm, I, when I go in Cork now I tell you where I'd go now careful I, your nephews yeah. I go <laughs> I'd go probably, I'd start off probably down the Mutton Lane, which right. is just off Patrick Street. Right. I kind of like going to places like the Oval. They're all kind of in walking distance. But Cork is kind of opening up down by the, the port of Cork now. There's there's a couple of bars down there um, towards Black Rock. There's a few places down there. Uh, Cork is kind of expanding a little bit out yeah. towards the port. Right. And, and along, along the, so there's a load of new hotels, new building being done. I was down there recently opening for Jason Manford and I stayed in a hotel down there. I won't name the hotel. What does it rhyme with? Uh, bean. Right. I stayed in the Bean. And um, I must say one thing, it was a nice place, but when you go to a hotel and there's a bottle of water next to the bed, you think, oh, a bottle of water next to the bed. Three fucking euro for a bottle of water next to the bed. If you drank it. So I'm lying in the bed, on the pillow here, bottle of water on the locker, Three euro. If I open that, three euro. It was a tin can as well. It was a can. And I just went, really? You can't even get... You can't even get... Like, sorry, that was, that was your one. Like, but you can't even get a free bottle of water there. 
And you know, it's one of these hotels, like, and it's a trick they do. And it's a trick they do, and it bugs me. And I understand it's all about profit and money, and it's a nice hotel. Don't get me wrong, it's a beautiful hotel, and it's the the, the design and the architecture is really nice. And the is staff it a multinational are... hotel? There's about, there's about three or four of them in Ireland. Right, okay. Um, and basically what you do is, it is a nice hotel, and the staff are lovely. Like, um, There's no parking, by the way. <sighs> Which is not a bugbear of mine. But anyway... This is like a TripAdvisor. It's TripAdvisor. It was a nice hotel and I did enjoy it. Did you go on TripAdvisor and complain? No, about I didn't. It? I don't want to fucking go on TripAdvisor. Paddy. It really makes you feel a lot more satisfied. Does it? I think so. Do you leave TripAdvisor reviews? Oh, if it's bad. Oh. oh, if it's bad. And I really put a good comedy tilt tilt so oh, then yeah. it gets a bit of ground, you know, because then people go, fuck this, it's helpful, you know. Yeah. I But the thing, the thing about TripAdvisor reviews is some of them are absolute fucking done by batshit crazies. Oh, wow. I was going to New York and I was reviewing some hotels in New York about, you know, to, 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 to which hotel to stay in. And one, one person gave a particular hotel two stars because the shower curtain stuck to them when they were in the shower. That's a, that's not the that's just the fucking furnace, physics like. It's in furnace but it shouldn't stick to you. It shouldn't stick. But you to don't you. give a hotel a whole hotel experience two star review because a shower curtain rubs up against your skin in a hotel. That those people are fucking lunatics that are doing that. Like this hotel in Cork that I stayed in, lovely hotel, honest to god, but what annoys me is that when you come back into the hotel at night and you've had a few drinks, there's readily open crisps, sweets, whiskey, wine, you know, uh, cans of Coke and all that. And next to it, there's a price list. And if you've got the munchies late at night, it's very easy to lose control of yourself. And next thing you've racked up 50 quid on fucking sweets. And it's kind of like saying like, I, I don't mind the minibar if there's a lock on the minibar. I kinda, but, when, but when you can't see the stuff in the minibar, basically, I sh- it's all about temptation. And if I sit in a hotel room and I see fucking sweets up on a shelf, and a, pack, a Mars bar is about fucking five quid, and I come in pissed. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't think of the consequences because I'm drunk. If I see a mini bar and the mini bar is closed, I don't see the sweets or the drinks, so I, I don't register with me. See, it's a yeah, trick. You man. have to be prepared. Always be prepared. Always bring a bag of stuff. Like go in and spend for your fiver Mars bar that you get. Go in and spend a fiver on sweets. Yeah, but I don't, I don't eat the sweets. Ju- but it's just a, leave them in the room. Oh, I know, but it's it's, just, a, it's, a, it's you know it's, it's fucking annoys me. Don't it annoys you have to be prepared. The last time I was in Cork, it was during COVID. And I was delivering a car down yeah. to the guy in Conceal, and we stayed in Cork City. And no, you like we get into Oliver Plunkett Bar. We had to book in, yeah, and we got an table hour and service, half. hour and a half. Oh, that was real COVID. Yeah, it was real COVID, like proper. And then nowhere else would let you in, so we had we went to the casino and everything, and nowhere would let us in. And we ended up back at the hotel, and there was a guy standing like, and says, "Look, I'll give you a number for a guy. You can drop a, bo- a box of beer off for you." And I was like, "Right, okay." We got a box of beer dropped off and we, did, we drank one of them because we were warm and they weren't nice. No, it was a box of Budweiser and it was just like a guy turned up like give us 50 euro and you can have it. And we bought it and Fuck we didn't yeah. even drink. We the, didn't even drink it. Cause the, the, the Cork paramilitary is absolutely running the show down there during yeah, COVID. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, like that's one thing that bugs me. But when you leave reviews, what kind of stuff you, like, did you leave a review in your hotel in Wexford? No. Because you're not going to or you're going to? I did on booking.com. And what was the review? Was it a good review? No. <coughs> Paddy, what happened? Um, did the shower curtain stick to you when you were in the yes, shower? Yes, it did. Um, it did stick to me. They didn't let me get into the room until six o'clock. Oh, yeah, that's a ball ache. And when you've travelled three and a half hours, and then we were booked to do the spa, so it was meant to be full, unlimited use of the spa, but we weren't allowed into the spa until we were in our room. Oh, so you could have gone to the spa before the room, basically. Yeah, well, I stayed in Galgorm the week before. 
and we arrived at 11 o'clock in the morning and they went, your room's not ready until 4 o'clock. But here, go into the spa, here's two robes, here's wee slippers for you, leave your cases here, we'll put them up in the room for you. Classic. And whenever you are ready, and here, there's a voucher for a drink because oh. you've arrived up. So then we go down to Waxford and they're like, no, well, you can't get in until you actually like, you've booked into the room. And, and I'm like, Are you, well, 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 can I pay to get in? And they were like, yeah, well, if you give us 50 euro, we'll let you into the spa. And I was like, there's no discount, like, even though I've just paid for two nights and give you 800 euro or whatever it was, like, to stay. And it was like, so the service was below par that way. You're very happy. I'm very unhappy. The food was lovely. The food yeah. was lovely. Aesthetically, did it look good? It did, but it had got dated. Like, put it this way, they had painted over the tiles in the steam room and it was starting to peel off. So it started to look like a, Unbelievable. a cell. It looked like a prisoner prison cell. cell. And from somebody from the north going down, that's not a good That's thing. not a good look. They probably Especially when it's a steam room. You know, halfway through me being in the steam room, I started thinking I was being interrogated by two people from Dublin because they were going, where are you from? Really, were they, were they talking to and you? And they were trying to talk to me, but I felt like I was in, in an interrogation. Oh, did you tell them you were from Belfast or did you say West Belfast? I says, no, I says, I'm not fucking talking to nobody until my <laughs> brief gets here. <laughs> 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 I want my fucking phone I call. am saying nothing. I want my fucking phone. I'm going out the front row. I'm, <laughs> I'm going, going out the front, front door. door. I am going out the front door. <laughs> Genuinely, when I spoke to anybody down there, they didn't tend to hang about, even in the spa. What was the clientele like? The other guests? They all seemed lovely. I seemed to be one of the only people with tattoos all over my body. And I could see them looking, you know. Really? Yeah. And it was strange because now tattoos are a lot more modern and stuff like that. Mate, tattoos, people, like, I was watching a documentary the other day and there was a guy, he must have had about 30 tattoos. He was a paramedic. And he's going around like, say, say no, no, he's paramedic. (laughs) (laughs) Paramedic. But he's a paramedic and you're like, Oh my God, like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Well, I, I just found, like, down there, like, a guy who had to be, he was trying to get the thing to work on the wee spa, and I was saying to him, you really have to push your finger in. You have to hold it. And he was sort of, like, you know, and he, he, he couldn't get out of the, he couldn't get out of the pool quick enough when I spoke to him. And then I seen his And do you feel, you feel it as an angst, do you? Do you feel it I, as, I you do, yeah? I think there is, I think there's a wee, and I could be wrong, but I just felt like the, there was that wee bit of like, oh. You're from the north. Look at that chap. Yeah. You know. But you know what, do you know what, Paddy, like, I'll be honest with you, um, I've had incidences in Dublin, like, and you, you know, you're from Cork. Like, oh, you know Dublin what I mean? and Cork don't like each other. Yeah, but like, I think, I, I think that a lot of the time is that they just don't know. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the accent up here, you know, it's a bit harsh, isn't it? Like, the, you know, the way like, how are you? You know, like it's not as soft, no, which is that. totally fine. And I, li- I like the North accent, the Northern Irish accent. I do the North, the, the Ulster accent, uh, whatever, where you're from. I like it. It doesn't, the, uh, Glasgow can be very, you know, and the Scousers as well. They're very defined. They're very like, you know, mm. whereas, you know, you go to the the South, it's a bit more, a little bit more soft. And I think sometimes they, not ignorant to the North, but like, they just don't know how to, they, a lot of people I know from the south that have would no fucking never gone further than Dublin. Mm. You know, and they just they just don't know. Like then and they hear the voice we and they're need like, to break out, Andrew. Me and you need to go and do a tour. No, what we need to do is we need to get a million people in the north on a Monday just to head south for it for, for a day. Flood just fucking the flood the place. I would really scare them, just it? fucking every car head south for it the day. Be, just flood like the, the place. It would be like the border. Leave this place empty. It'd be like, oh, 
Yeah, just fucking flood it, man. A million people arrive in Dublin, all in fucking Northern Irish reg cars, and they'll and nobody does anything. That normally happens when there's an All Ireland that suddenly no like Tyrone's in it or oh, something. Like yeah, like Derry were in the semi final yeah. and they were complaining about the lack of trains, weren't they? Yeah, going down. There's not enough trains. Get us down. Yeah, they don't talk like that. Yeah, not, but do you know what I love about Ireland in GEA season? Oh, there's not enough fucking trains for us to go down. <laughs> but the thing about this is the national psyche in Ireland when GEA is on especially with teams from the north right like Tyrone and Armagh they're always like going on stuff like this this is genuinely true that I saw on RTE News right there was one day on RTE News and it said that Valerie Putin had come on and said something about the war about saying like you know basically to the rest of the West don't get fucking involved with this war or, or you'll see shit that you've never seen before like basically Putin is threatening everyone to say stay the fuck out of this war with Ukraine and obviously, as a human being, you're sitting home and you're going, like, this is terrible. Yeah. This is terrible. The following day, the main headline was, the Kerry Gaelic football team cannot get a hotel in Dublin. <laughs> because of the dirty Northerners. Be- have booked they the can't get a hotel in Dublin. <laughs> David Clifford needs his fucking sleep. <laughs> Basically, Putin in the East is going, we're going to nuke the West. And the Irish newspeople are going, but the Kerry footballers need sleep. I don't like this. Is how fucking you know, GAA takes over. Like. Hold on, Vladimir. Now I don't. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. No, you're going to be down the pecking order. Yeah, all yeah. Ireland final is the 30th of July. Don't nuke us till after because we've got to find out Lads who's winning. Lads from the kingdom can't get a hotel. <laughs> can't no, get a no, fucking no, hotel. No. We're going to be nuked by Putin. But you know how hard it is to get an Airbnb in Wexford. <laughs> <laughs> would you go back to Wexford? I would. You enjoyed it. I, I, do you know what I liked about it? I, like the good. I love Donegal. Right. To go to Donegal it's But that would have been flooded half, man But it would have been flooded No with... it wasn't There's plenty of rumours Plenty yeah. of rumours Not enough houses built to burn All the houses are falling down on them But It's two and a half hours up But it's a bit of a track The Donegal It's, not a straight it's up road, and down like... And over big mountains And Waxford was just like Straight down the motorway It was like a flat road And for the same amount of time and You then, can go further and south I seen yeah. Town And I went You know I could have brought the kids down here Because there's plenty for them Yeah it was lovely. I was really surprised how nice it was to me. Must be loads of people with money and that they have holiday homes who are from Dublin. Must oh, yeah. be must be where they go as well. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. loved it. I really loved it. I did. What about uh, have you ever been to have you are you planning on any more trips this year with the wife and kids at all to go anywhere yeah. in Ireland? Where are you gonna go? I'm gonna go back to Donegal again. The weekend here. Have you got a place there? Oh no, not like my own place, like but I go up and stay, yeah. Have you got your own place? No, no I you don't. don't. So where do you where do you stay? To. Oh, different places. The hotels. Or I, did you get I, a, I know people. You know. You just make a phone call. I'm oh. crossing the border now. I need to get out of Belfast. Do you know what I find really insane? Do you know that place there in Donegal? See that there on the map? That place there. What's that point? That's not in Donegal. Is this map wrong? No, it's uh, that's not Donegal. The What's that? Donegal. Yeah, that's that, what I'm saying. It's the that, white bit. That's Portbrush and, and that's that's Portbrush and like that, that bit that, Stewart and Castle Rock. Yeah, but that white bit. The white bit is, is Malin Head. Right. So Malin Head is and per- Head so is, I, I is go the up, most southern. Yeah, so I go up to Malin Head, I'm spending euros. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking across and I'm spending pounds. Yes. When we were there the other week, we were in Portbrush and my kid says to me, Is that Scotland? And I went, No, that's Donegal. Fuck. Okay, I I I still Well have... here here's the mad thing, right? You go from there in Derry and you drive five minutes up the road and you're in Donegal and there's no there's no check like you, you don't realize but the euro the euro you'll only, you'll only notice that the next minute oh the signs are different it's like going from Newry until 
Yeah. Dundalk, yeah. Same thing. And would a lot of the unionist community from Derry go to Donegal? Yeah. Yeah, they'd love it, like. Of course they would. Yeah. There's lots of unionist community from Belfast that have fucking houses in Port New and parts of Donegal. Like the Orange Order March in Donegal and Ross and Ireland. Do they? Every year. I didn't know that. Yeah. And how is that sanctioned? Because it's Donegal, it's part of the South. But they had part lodges in it prior to County Cavan and County Manor and they have Orange Lodges as well. And and, and the, obviously the Southern Irish councils or the, 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 the councils in Donegal are like, look, we'll allow it. Or... Yeah. It's always been there. So because people woke well, up... Well, it's not always been there. Somebody will come on this show and go, no, it wasn't always there. It's been people. People have. Yeah. Remember, I remember when the when the borderline was drawn. Mm-hmm. People went to bed one night living in the UK and they woke up in the Republic. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Even though, like, you might be a unionist person and the next thing they woke up and they were in bloody the Republic then, and they've had to live as a unionist. There's people who've made a lot of money that live on the border where the front gardens and yeah, yeah, in the, the back garden, yeah, in the back so, gardens in the south. So whichever police force turn is, up is you run you between. Paddle tanker into your front garden, and then all of a sudden it goes into your back garden, and it's no duty being paid on it, but the fuel goes out. You know, it's 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 fucked up, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy, man. So now, Paddy, we're gigging tonight. Yes, in the Empire. In the Empire, I haven't gigged with you since for a long time. Yeah, I think the bat was the last one, wasn't it? The the bat. The bat. What's the bat? The bat. We blacking fucking. Oh, that fucking gig we did. Oh, Jesus the bat, Christ. The, the botanic, bat. We call it the bat. But the bat. we just call it the bot. If you would say it, you say the bot. The, the botanic. The BOT. The bot. How would you say the bot? The bat. The bot. The bot. The bot. But we call it the bat. B U T T. We call it the bot. But you would go there and that's B A T, but it's not B A T. Botanic. It's a botanic. I call it. But I say. The botanic, eh? Botanic Avenue. But you say botanic. Botanic, sort of like bo, you, yeah, botanic. We, we we can't we can't get our mirrors to go in that shape, so we go botanic. But it sounds like a P. I know. Patanic. Yeah. I, it's called botanic. Yeah. I can see why we don't want you. <laughs> you need to learn how to fucking speak properly, Paddy. It's absolutely fucking crazy. Now we I, we don't want to speak proper England. Yeah. Do you understand that? We don't want to speak for fucking. You guys speak more fucking Irish than I do. Like. <laughs> I'm embarrassed sometimes, like, I get embarrassed sometimes when I realise that, like, some people up here, like, living in the north, are, have more fucking Irish language skills than I do. And... I'm all too can No? Can you speak Asquelga? Yeah. Yeah, I'll not do it then. I was going to do a bit there, but I'll not do it. I was hoping that I didn't know. Cut us a tattoo. That's the lads, that's the cousins, that's the nephews yeah. there that they smashed See, it. They smashed it? They smashed it, man. The defunct, what you were saying. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. My two nephews are actually in the studio watching the podcast record today, all the way up from Cork. We're getting a, we're getting a grant for having the kids in. We're getting a grant for having the kids in. It's like Donald this Trump is, burying his wife this in This is a, like the West Belfast Gale Tap. This is, they come yeah. up and they learn how to be rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This Do you is, need captain on a Monday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today, today is, uh, is, is uh, cross-community uh, podcasting. No, what's happening is, is they've come up from the south uh, to learn the ways of the north. They're actually come up here part of the Sinn Féin relocation scheme yeah. uh, so they're actually coming up just to see what they're going to gain from if there ever is a border they're just getting prepared passes. for the, the, the United Ireland the United Ireland yeah. which I genuinely feel with the shit that's going on I think it's going to be accelerated Yeah, I think, I think so in the too. next five six years man I think, I think so. what's going, we're going it's, like I don't know it could get worse before it gets really fucking better if it gets better I don't know I don't know I, I think they're testing the water with things to see how the reaction's going to go and how things are going to go Yeah, I do like I do think they're testing the water 
to see if there would be another civil war and all. I, I can't see there being another civil war. No, I think we're past all of that. I think the civil war will be on Twitter. How can you have a civil war when everybody's watching Love Island? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What do they do is you slip in Irish reunification on the night final of Love Island. And they're like, what the fuck happened? What the fuck happened here? Why have you, why have you got Euros now? What, what do you mean? You can't take my money today? <laughs> Well, look, I have to go. Lovely Thank to have you, you on, Paddy, as always. Thank you very much. And I will, uh, we'll get your dates and stuff like that up for, for your tour. Yes, and enjoy the fail, man. Yes, we'll hear about it. 100%. Thanks for coming Thank on. You, Thank you, Paddy.